Welcome to Life in Private Staffing with me, Philippa Smith, MD of Silver Swan Recruitment. As we all know, the private sector is a pretty crazy one. Not only can it be very challenging to work in, but it can be pretty lonely too, as let's face it, no one really understands what it is that we do. So let's come together, help, support, educate and inspire one another, and hopefully we'll have a laugh along the way. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are. This is our last episode of the year, end of season three, 2022. Can you believe I've been dragging this on for three seasons? (laughs) Oh, God. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting us. Who'd have thought when I started this, I thought, oh, here we go. Give myself a couple of months. But it's been ace. I've been loving, honestly, I've been absolutely loving doing this. Like what started as a sort of lockdown trying to stay connected to the world sort of project it's ended up being like such a useful tool for so many people I kind of forget how useful it is people sort of reach out to me all the time or people that I meet at various events are like your podcast has been so helpful it's been so useful I'm so grateful it's been so nice to sort of feel connected to people elsewhere in the country or in the world also it's been really interesting to see how different people do different things so yeah I think everyone's had different benefits from it And I've just loved it, you know, as an MD of an agency that doesn't, to be fair, do a huge amount of on, you know, hands-on recruitment anymore. It's really nice for me to still feel like incredibly sort of well-connected to you all and that I sort of have a sort of understanding of what's going on in the market at the moment. I feel very fortunate as an MD to feel confident in my knowledge of the market at the moment. With this alongside our communities, I feel really sort of like, yeah, in tune with what's going on, which really helps us as an agency it's just nice. Honestly, I've loved all of it. Um, and thank you to all the guests that have come on. Obviously, we've had, I think we've had 20, 25-ish different people on, giving up their time to come and show that, share their story. So grateful. It's also really useful for me um, also to have this as a platform to keep you all up to date with what we're doing. You know, we've sort of changed quite a lot as an agency over the year. We have opened up our Miami office. We always operate a little bit in the States, but since we've had our Miami office, you know, we've now got a fabulous Florida community. We've just set up an LA community. So, so that's been amazing. And, you know, our presence in the US has grown loads as a result. And everyone's just been so welcoming. Like, you Americans are so lovely. Not like us miserable moaning Brits. No offence, Brits, but we do moan a bit. The Americans, honestly, go and visit the States and everyone's just so, yeah, happy, lovely, grateful. So, no, it's just been really lovely. And what else have we done? So we've done the Miami office. We've um, set up our concierge company, so powered by my Atlas Club. The reason for that, none of this is a financially driven initiative at all. It's all, everything we do is like, how can we make those that work in the private sector, you know, more supported and do better in their role. So, you know, the communities has been amazing, which is six communities now, like that's been so valuable to so many people. And then the concierge company is just so you guys running these homes, whether you're a PA or an estate manager or whatever, you know, when a mad request comes in, just fob it off onto somebody else, make a phone call or email concierge at silversummerrecruitment.com and let someone else do it. Um, you've got enough on your plate. And then the training, the training has been our most recent project. But we have an in-house trainer now. We have one here um, to cover sort of UK, Europe and beyond. And then we have a specialized US trainer also on board. So anyone that's wanting to get some training implemented in their home, I'm not particularly good at training, to be honest. When it's me training my staff here, I use external trainers all the time. And so again, you guys as estate managers, you've probably not been trained on how to train. There's specific trainer-trainer courses. You, you wouldn't have done it. So you're also very busy. So don't assume that when someone, start, someone new starts, 
firstly, try and make sure there's training. But secondly, don't feel it's got to be you. Bring a trainer in. So yeah, it's been great to have this podcast to be able to keep everyone up to date and to launch these initiatives and, you know, communicate our services to everybody. So long may it continue. We do plan to continue season four um, in the new year. See if I can jig the format a little bit. I say this all the time. Try and make them shorter. <laughs> I never do, honestly. But I will try. I personally, when I go on to look at podcasts, if it's an hour, it's just headache. I'd much rather half an hour episode. So I might try and see if we can do a bit more of a structured, shorter episodes for you in the new year. Anything that we're not doing that you want, let me know. Anything that we're doing well, you want more of, let me know. I don't really sort of know what you guys are thinking out there. So do feedback. You'll find me on LinkedIn, silverswanrecruitment.com. You can get me through on, email me at philippa at silverswanrecruitment.com. So I'm very available. I'm very approachable. I'd love to hear from you. So do sort of let us know. And yeah, what we've done, all we've done here for our final episode is just to um, some highlights. So for those that have listened to all of it, these are just some of the highlights. For those that haven't caught every episode, it means that you can sort of have a bit of a insight into some things you might have missed. So yeah, a bit of a, bit of a best bits episode just to finish off the season before Christmas. Just before we do, as always, a huge thank you to Kelly, our fabulous sponsor. We do very much appreciate her support and we're big, big fans of what she's doing. She's done all sorts of cool things over the year that we've sort of kept you up to date with uh, through these sponsor links. The How to Manage a Mansion uh, bite-sized training modules. Obviously, you know all about her uh, bespoke project management tool. And then her most recent initiative, which is the group, which is the private service support team, which is a very, very valuable service, really affordable subscription model. So not a lot at all. Monthly payment, you have full access to everything that she's got, everything that she's doing. Uh, yeah, such a, so worth it. Such good value for money. So check her out. Kelly Dixon, Estate Management Systems. She's got a lovely website. Everything's on there. You can find her on LinkedIn also. Don't forget to use Life in, what is it? Uh, Live 25 for a 25% discount. So thank you once again to everybody. Couldn't do this without you. Very fortunate to be in the position that I'm in. Have a lovely Christmas. Have a lovely New Year. And here are our best bits. Would you like to ask me anything? Why not ask me anything section? I'm a bit really nervous at these bits because I feel like I could be, I could be caught off guard with some horrible... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I wanted to know why you started doing the podcasts. The real answer is I was bored at the beginning of lockdown. <laughs> the other answer is what I often say is I think it's really nice to be able to give something back to the community and provide a platform for people to like yeah. listen and learn and we can come together and share and build a community, which it is all that. It is all that and more. And like, I love doing it, but it did all start. It was the beginning of lockdown. I'd furloughed half my staff. I was bored out of my brains and also shit myself a bit about my business and what we're going to do. And so I did this personal branding course. And one, and one thing that they sort of had a, like a module on was those that were interested, how to sort of set up and launch and, and, and host a podcast. And at the beginning, I had an absolute fear of public speaking. I still don't really like, this is fine because I'm sat in a room in front of a microphone, but I'd never yeah. get on a spare stage I get asked to go and talk in schools. I couldn't think of anything worse than going and talking in a school. I get asked to go and talk <laughs> at job fairs, shit myself. So I can't bear the thought of talking in front of loads of people. So but actually, when this came up, I thought, you know what? I'm going to hate every minute of this, but I'm going to give it a go because, you know, overcome your fears and face your fears and stuff. Loads of reasons. But ultimately, I did it because I was bored out of my brains in, in lockdown. <laughs> Long story short. <laughs> Very honest answer. Thank you. <laughs>
There's a lot of people say, where, where did the name Silver Swan come? And I'm like, oh, you know, if I was a, if I was a marketeer, I'd talk about, you know, being all graceful <laughs> while my legs are flapping in the weeds and all this like crap. In reality, I sat in a pub and I literally couldn't think of a name. And it was the name of a beer. And I was like, no, there's a, there's a beer pub called Black Swan. And I was like, oh, Black Swan, Silver Swan, Silver Swan. And it was literally a beer pub. But obviously, if anyone was to ask me professionally, yeah. I'd be like, oh, no, it's, you know, it's, it's the whole, it's our values, it's our concept and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is there any sort of like particular sort of mad client request or overwhelming situation you found yourself in that you're thinking no one else in this world would really sort of get this? Any sort of mad client request you can share? Yeah, we had a client, actually an Irish client who was in Milan one day. This was a few years ago. And she was walking past the Versace uh, store and there was a, like a 15 foot purple crocodile in the display of the Versace store. And she rang our team and she went, I'm having a barbecue next Saturday night in Dublin and I want the purple uh, crocodile in the garden. And we were like, okay, no problem. So we literally rang Versace and went, well, what's it going to cost to get the purple crocodile? And they charged us whatever they charged us. And, uh, Purple Crocodile was in her garden for the barbecue that Saturday night. We also actually had one where we were, we were flying two puppies on a private jet. I mean, the, the private jet probably alone was like, you know, it was from Paris to Mexico. So that private jet leg was probably 130,000 just for the, the leg. Um, and we were flying these two puppies for a, a little boy's birthday. And um, when the... When the pilot, the pilot rang us from Geneva and he's like, Lisa, I thought it was just two puppies. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, there is um, cockerels, there's four dogs, there's two snakes, there's a miniature pony. There literally was like, and I rang the client going, you never told us about any of these other animals. And he's like, oh yes, I actually have a private um, zoo in my house in Mexico. So uh, is it okay if I add them in? And I'm like, I'm onto the pilot going, can you get this done? And he's like, we can, but like, I mean, a bit of notice would have been nice. So um, that type of thing, you know, you sometimes you just have to wing it and just deal with what pivot. My middle name is Lisa Pivot Murray, you know? <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what, I think that's what I, you, and probably everybody loves about our sector. It's just like, it's just so fun. Like, it's just so funny. It's so fun. Just when you think you've seen it all, like, you've never seen it all. Like, you've never seen it all. There's always going to be, like, more clients who are wilder and all that. And also, like, a zoo in the home. We've, we've got a client in Abu Dhabi with a zoo in the home. Like, they got a call saying, we're looking for a zookeeper. I'm like, you've got the right agency. It's like, no, it's from my home. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, so, so bizarre. Let's talk about some of the um, mad requests you might have had. You must have had some mad ones on the boat. Yeah, quite a few. Oh, it's hard to pin down. Um, oh, we can we can do a few. Okay, so flying in, uh, like essentially a yogurt drink from Russia to Corsica. That was oh, quite God. for a seven-year-old <sighs> that refused to drink anything else. That was pretty pretty insane. Oh. <laughs> um, and I don't. I've been in some sort of strange situations I think those are slightly more interesting than Go on then. actual requests like I ended up in a nightclub with one of my boss's credit card 
to pay the bill at the end of the night. And essentially, I'd already said that I wasn't going to go to the nightclub, but circumstances led to me having to be there. And when the bill came, it was obviously absolutely astronomical and the card got declined. So then <laughs> so then I was in the nightclub manager's office with, I luckily had several wads of cash on me for various reasons as you know, people in my industry often do. Um, and I had a couple of different work cards and different currencies. And it was very much like, it took us about 45 minutes to an hour of try a thousand on this card. Okay. Try 2000. Okay. Try 5,000 on this card. Okay. I've got this much cash. So that was pretty, pretty Oh my stressful. God. And by this point, the guest had, by this point, the guest had left. Gone home. Yeah. Gone home, gone to bed. So there was no way of contacting them. You know, it was very much like, I just have to work it out. Oh my God. That's so stressful. <laughs> that was quite stressful. Got it done though. So don't well know if done. I'll be invited back to the nightclub, but we'll see. <laughs> but these, these are the kind of things that like people can't, you can't even like, predict or plan or prepare for you need to just be ready for like yeah anything anything that's, that's just it. could just go wrong and that was like the last thing I needed I'd been working since like eight in the morning doing different events and stuff and by this point it was like 5 a.m and I hadn't worn heels in months so my oh, feet were God. killing me and I didn't even want to be in the nightclub in the first place so yeah that was a, a bit stressful <laughs> love it love it You must be quite used to the ultra high net worth client that often comes and live, just lives a different life to us and has different kind of requests. A feature we always have in this podcast is um, talking about some of the mad client requests that we are able to talk about. You must have seen some stuff over the years. Yeah, seen a lot of stuff. A lot of things, like we said before, we probably can't talk about. But some of the fun stuff we've done over the years, we had, we've organized like parties and we kind of fell into the market of organizing big parties and big like, birthday celebrations, anniversaries, weddings and things like that. We, we organized a big party in Courcheval one year for a quite well-known celeb. And they wanted a, they wanted like a, a Wild West sort of like saloon theme to it all. And part of it, they wanted white stallions paraded through the restaurant which was like an essential part of this, um, this wild west scene and, and a bar fight. Um, so we, we, so, so we managed to find like a, like an acting company that did all this sort of stuff. And we managed to find two white stallions to parade through a restaurant in Courcheval to make this birthday extra special. We've done some pretty big weddings. Um, we've had some, again, some guests in Courcheval who would only have caviar and champagne from their favorite restaurant in Paris. So we had to organize a courier on a daily basis to bring caviar and champagne from, from, from this, their favorite Parisian restaurant to Courcheval. We had some guests in St. Anson who had a, a penchant for pineapples, which was quite strange. We had a, a they, we, we have a fruit bowl in all the chalets. They, you know, a well presented fruit bowl in the, in the mornings and fruit platter in the mornings and fruit bowls up by the bars. And after the day one, they said, Oh, can we have pineapple on the, on the fruit bowls? Yeah, sure. So the chef did, you know, lovely presented pineapple and everything and they didn't touch it. And, and the next morning they said, can we, you know, can we have the pineapple? So we had the pineapple yesterday. So we, we just want a whole pineapple. Okay, you know, we'll, we'll get you up. So we had a whole pineapple on the, on the fruit platter and the fruit bowls. Didn't touch it. Two days went by. And they said, can you, can you change the pineapples, please? We said, but you haven't, like, they're, they're, they're perfect to eat. You, you haven't eaten them. And, and they just said, no. So we just, we just like the look of pineapples. And they just wanted pineapples in and around the chalet because they like the look of a pineapple, which is quite strange. What's weird about that as well is why do they need a different pineapple? I, I know. They, they wanted a fresher pineapple because maybe they got bored of the look of that one. But yeah, we've had lots of weird and wonderful and wacky requests, you know, for, for food and, and stuff like that. But um, I'd like to think that no challenge has ever been big enough so far. We've managed to 
all the ones we're legally allowed to do, we've we, we sort of managed to hit and, and, and meet all the requests. So yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun. But I I tend to find like if you must hear it all the time like with all the like that sort of like uber high net worth or the high net worth sort of clientele. As long as you're sort of like giving them what they want, they're actually really happy. Let's move on to our little section where we talk about mad client requests. Because I know you've had some mad client requests <laughs> and some mugs. We've talked about some before. Anything you can share that you've done at work? And you're like, bloody hell, this is not the real world. I'll cover on a few things real quick. The most recent estate I was at, very lovely estate, very colorful, very designer forward, very different, very unique. I loved it. It was just such an opportunity to work here because it's just so different. And there are no, there truly are no estates like this in LA as far as I'm aware of. I wish I could tell you more, but unfortunately I can't. However, uh, this house did have seahorses, seahorses and turtles. So at this estate, uh, daily, uh, four times a day, we had to feed these seahorses. So I actually did work with uh, an amazing team. I'd love to give a vendor shout out to uh, Living Art Aquatic Design. This is uh, in Los Angeles, California. For any of your tank or fish needs, give Anton and Steve a call. These guys are absolutely amazing, so knowledgeable. And just to be able to work in an estate with seahorses and turtles, I've learned so much about them. You know, knowledge that may be useless, but again, at the same time, I tell people I work with seahorses and they go, in LA, you know, uh, cold water straight from Hawaii, Pacific uh, seahorses. Yep. Uh, it was fun. It was fascinating and they were beautiful. So it was nice to, again, if you're having a bad day, you can't really pet them, but hey, go stare at the seahorses, sort of meditating and calming. Um, it was fun to have. <laughs> I do have, uh, and I do have another uh, interesting request, not animal related, more so art related. As I mentioned, this is a very colorful couple. They, they loved art installations and they loved just art pieces in general. So for one of the individual's birthday, the other decided to put an art installation together over a giant field that they had. On this field, they wanted to create a, they wanted to paint a 40 by 40 foot star. And how do you paint a 40 by 40 foot star? How does one go about doing this? Hmm, I have no idea. So I really thought outside the box, I thought who would be willing to paint on a field? Me being an athlete, a former athlete and into sports, I thought, a sports team or a sports field or a grounds crew of sorts. So I actually reached out to uh, some colleges in the area and I was able to get a hold of the UCLA baseball grounds crew who was willing to come on property and hand paint a 40 by 40 foot star on this large field. We then purchased 100 balloons maybe, I can't remember, and laid the balloons around the field to very specific specifications. And then I used my drone to make a drone video of the entire installation process from point A to point Z, getting different angles. And then I made a two-minute video for the owner and for the owner's mother of how the whole installation was designed and built, and then the aftermath photo of it. That's the most bizarre thing. and it's, That's so yeah. weird. What do, you, what do they want it for? Do they, do they even go to this field very often? It was for his birthday. Oh, right. Talk, talk about running out of ideas. <laughs> That's so mad, though. And the field was yep. on the estate? Yep, yep, yep. Field was on the estate. Oh, and I can only imagine what the helicopters and planes passing above were thinking oh, yeah. when they looked down and saw stars and all this. I can't even picture how big 40 foot is. That's massive, isn't it's, it? It's huge, yes. Half the size of a football field, I'd almost say. Very big. One thing that we sort of ask quite a lot of people, more so who's their estate managers, is give us a bit of an insight into some of their 
more challenging requests they've had over the years. And when you look back at some of the time you worked as a butler or working within within private households, have you got anything you can sort of share where it's been situations that someone working a nine to five looking at an Xbox strategy wouldn't ever think was a thing or wouldn't ever think they could do? There's a lot that your principal may ask you. I mean, they have the means, they have the money. And if they want something, money doesn't doesn't really matter to them. I remember one occasion where my boss on Friday I think it was lunchtime, just just after lunchtime, called me and, and, and told me to organize a, a jet, private jet, uh, to leave for uh, Las Vegas the same day. But mind you, that was before uh, 2001, so it was a bit easier back in those days. But still, it was quite challenging to to get everything organized and uh, and have uh, the champagne loaded in the in the private plane by six o'clock and everybody of his guests in the plane and cleared to, to travel to Las Vegas. So that was very busy afternoon, I would say. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so one thing I always ask people, you've been working as a butler for many years now across, you know, different countries. You must have come across some fairly out there requests when it comes to clients needing things. Is there anything in particular you can share with us? Any mad client requests you've had? Yes, I remember here in the Middle East, I had a client in which she wanted to have her bath, her facial ritual, as I would say, or wherever she were located, she wanted only to have avian water. And that was quite hard because... When I brought the engineering team in the property to have the assessment, what we would do for her, they said, well, the only option we have is to fill a tank with Evian water because (laughs) she didn't want to have the tap water. And so we have purchased tons and tons from Evian distributor here in the Middle East. And we prepared this tank on top of the property and we filled manually, and there we go. So, I mean, it was a very unique uh, moment in my on my career. <laughs> she could have just had a filter put on the tap water and have filtered water, but it had to specifically be Evian in her bath. Wow. <laughs> well, this is um, something, as I said, Perhaps the comprehension, it's a very healthy water. That's what is marketed in Europe, right? And I I don't Mm. disqualify the brand, even though the taste from Evian is different. So perhaps they really believe that it's going to be good for skin, for the hair, and for the daily lifestyle. So the challenge is just how you canalize through the property, you know, because you simply can't open a tap and say, oh, now it's Evian water, you know, but I will never forget that. And you were probably having to refill that tank really frequently. Every two hours. Oh, my God. Two hours. I was going to say two days. Wow. Every two hours because it goes through the washroom, it goes through the shower, it goes through the bathtub, it goes through the tap. So everything had to be Evian. And, of course, it goes easily. So as we have small bottles, I would say one liter, which is the biggest capacity being sold by Evian. So one liter to fill a tank takes a lot of time and uh, well it's a preparation right so it has to be filled every two hours the money that this costs is just insane the effort (laughs) 
this is why this is why I love our industry. Our clients are nuts. <laughs> Brilliant though. Brilliant. It's what keeps our jobs interesting, isn't it? You know, you never know who's gonna come through your door next and what they're gonna ask for. But to have the resources and the ability to accommodate things like that is just incredible. Absolutely. You've obviously been doing this for quite a long time now. You've worked with all sorts of different types of principals, especially in the sort of like interior design world and high profile people. You must have been asked some ridiculous requests over the years. Anything you could sort of share that you're like, oh, God. You know, I think just the expectation because they have quite a bit of money and they're recognized and they've spent money in the store before, they kind of expect that. You know, Van Cleef and Arpels is just going to open up the doors and uh, so that you can go in there and buy a bracelet for a friend last minute or something like that. Or, you know, you've spent a couple hundred grand at Dolce & Gabbana and you've had things tailored. Now you've decided a few weeks later, oh, I don't like that jacket. I want you to return it and really expecting them to take it back and putting you in an uncomfortable position where you all look bad, you know. Oftentimes it has to do with purchases and returns and that kind of stuff. Then the dating side, you know, sometimes they want to get you involved in helping them find the girlfriend. And oh, God. Putting that all together or whatever. You know, sometimes there's aspects of their personal life you just don't want to be involved, involved in. Involved in. Sometimes the lines start to blur and you're like, ugh. <laughs> so with the uh, Dolce and Gabbana jacket, did you try and take it back or did you just tell the principal that you tried and that it was a no? I just said, look, you know, it's really, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I, I, I stood my ground on that one. Sometimes I would go through the motions of saying I tried and they wouldn't, you know, I would never approach them. I did that once early in my career where I had things that I'm returning with this one woman who's just notorious for it. And it's like, the things are obviously used, you know, you can't return a pair of shoes or like two, three years later and expecting them to take it back. You know, some stores have such nice policies, you know, big department stores more maybe willing to take that hit. It's less personal, but these boutiques, forget it. Nah. And also as well, like these clients that we're dealing with, like, they are million billionaires and they're trying to get you running around to get a couple of hundred quid back on a top. Like, it's just, these are the people that, I don't know, well, rich people are just tight and, ah, uh, yeah. Power thing, I think. They, they want to, um, it's going to be acknowledged on that level that they have that power and they're, oh, yes, we'll do it, we'll do it. It's no yeah. Problem. I think in their own home country, they could probably do that. Yeah, fair. They'd probably get away with murder. You know, yeah, yeah. I, oftentimes people think they're above the law, you know, so you've got to be aware of that. Yeah. There's certain things that you just, you just want to say you didn't see it, you know, or just look, the, you know, run out of that house. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn a blind eye. Yeah. I think that's what happens so, so frequent in this industry. The whole turning a blind eye thing is like, if you can't do that, you're never going to survive. You've got to be able to turn a blind eye to a lot of things that happen in our industry. Well, that's sure, you have sure. to. It's like they're allowing you into their personal life. I wouldn't want people looking into my personal life. Not like that too much, but like it's so like if you're going to be that close to them, you just need to let them do that. Do them sometimes. Yeah, and you know you've got your non-disclosure agreements, but at the end of the day, those people don't always keep their mouth shut. You know, the housekeepers at Neverland Ranch for Michael Jackson or whatever. You know, it's oh yeah, exactly. So. It's tricky. Yeah, exactly. So we have robots. <laughs> yeah, that's 
Very helpful. Very helpful. One thing that we always ask everybody that comes on the show is what's been some of your mad client requests? So over the over your 20 years, you must have been asked for something that's pretty out there in terms of whether it's price of something or just the obscurity of something or okay, is there anything you can share with us? Yeah, of course. So I've, I've had everything from they wanted me to go and actually physically dive to get lobsters off the coast of the Med, off the coast of um, Italy and uh, Con. So they had to, I had to like take snapshots myself diving and spearfishing these these lobsters and things down below. Well, I, I had guides, but so like off the back of this mega yacht, I'm, I'm diving in, um, and they had to be you know within an hour and a half fresh, which isn't too weird, but it was a bit laborious. So I had to like jump out of my gear, take off my stuff, change, shower, and then jump back on the boat and then get you know get, get acclimated, cook the food. And they had to be within this one and a half hours of the demise of this lobster. So obviously I had one client who had a, he wanted a potato bar, strictly stuffed potatoes, baked potatoes with kosher salt, this special Emmental cheese from a special deli in the south of France, outside of Cannes, a specific friend of his, certain types of scallions. And then he wanted these bowls of beluga caviar. And by bowls, I mean probably this, each bowl held maybe three cups of caviar. And he wanted seven bowls in seven hot stations of just baked potatoes, creme fraiche, scallions, Emmental cheese, and caviar at each station. So I spent probably close to 120 grand on caviar within an hour. And then of course having it iced and then I had a tender boat back from the mainland. I had to literally just like open up 100 cans of caviar individually. And caviar cans are really hard to open, by the way. They're notoriously hard to open if no one knows that. I'm sure a lot, of, but they're just, you have to kind of pick at the side and get some space. Anyway, long story short, you had just bowls and bowls and bowls of this amazingly expensive caviar and some from Iran as well. And it had to be served on ice with kosher salt, um, no more than this amount of ice in the, this room temperature and had to have the temperature gauged out. So it was meticulous. But it was, you know, it was part of the job and you, you giggle about it now. You know, you giggle. I had some friends that were on the big yacht slides. They had to have this inflatable slide off the side of the boat. And the boat was six stories. So at the bottom of the boat, they wanted someone to have vanilla ice cream sundaes with these special cumin walnuts that I do with this caramel sauce that I make. And they wanted each person that slid down the slide to have a, as it got out of the water back on the boat, to have a fresh sundae waiting for them as they slid off the boat, off the, you know, into the water. So it was basically making these Sundays fresh. You know? So it was, again, giggle worthy, but a little over the top. It was fun. And there we have it. That's a wrap. End of the year, end of the season. Hope you've had a good one. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast over the year, as I've said before. Wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. You know where we are if you need us. We do have temporary staff over the Christmas New Year period, if we can help you with that at all. Come January, those looking for staff, those looking for work, there's always a flurry of activity coming the year. We're going to have a lot going on for both job seekers and those clients looking for staff. So do uh, get in touch with us straight away. We are obviously at silverswanrecruitment.com and as I said before do feel free to reach out to me directly philippa at silversomerecruitment.com thank you very much everybody lots of love see you on the new year 
hope people found that interesting, especially if it's like myself and you don't really know a huge amount about it. It's just nice to see things from a different perspective, isn't it? I hope you all have a good couple of weeks now moving forward. Anything I can help you with, you know where I am. Philippa at silverswanrecruitment.com. Drop me an email, connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message. And as always, if I can help you with your recruitment or help you with your job search, please come and see us at silverswanrecruitment.com. Cheers, everyone. Bye.